This is the When Life Happens podcast, the real podcast all about helping real people overcome real life issues successfully. And since life never stops, let's get after it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the When Life Happens podcast. I am your host, William Jackson, and I am so excited for another opportunity to live, learn, and grow together. And we are back again for another opportunity for us to just gain insight and perspective in this month, which is oftentimes deemed as the lover's month where people celebrate love. Everybody's prepping for Valentine's Day. Everybody's trying to make special plans of how to connect with the one that they love the most. And I believe that one of the most important things that we have to always consider in how we are connecting with one another is the way that we process and the way that we think. I think so much emphasis is put on the way that we look, the way that we sound, the way that we feel in order to connect with someone. What is something tangible that I could give to someone? What is a physical thing that I could give to show you that I love you, to show you that I'm invested into you? But as we talked about on the last episode of doing the the deep discovery work of understanding the true essence of who you are, but also understanding how are you made up? What makes you tick? What makes you move? What things motivate you? What things drive you in the way that we can really understand that and unpack that is if we are intentional about discovering how one another thinks. How do you think if you had to stop for a moment and really just sum up in one sentence how your spouse, how your loved one, how your children, how your parents, how your siblings, how do they think? Could you do that? Could you sum up how they think in just a few words? Have you ever stopped and really taken inventory as to how someone thinks? Because how they think determines everything else. It determines how they receive information. It determines how they perceive you. It determines how they perceive your gestures. How they think is very much the foundation of everything. So this episode is going to be dedicated to uncovering some tactics on illuminating how I can get better at understanding how you think. Because if I know how you think, then I can anticipate certain things. I can be proactive in certain ways. And I'm not left to a space where I'm guessing. It's always interesting, especially around Valentine's Day, how many people get things with gift receipts or how many people buy or purchase things or do things with the thought process of, well, they may just return it. You know, what's well, the thought that counts? Well, yeah, it's the thought that counts. But the question is, how much thought have you put into it? How much time have we really stopped and said, okay, I'm about to buy this gift. Now, I think it's going to look good. I like it. But do I really know with 100% certainty that they will like it? How much time have I put really in to, to discover? 
because we do things oftentimes as human beings and we expect people to be grateful just because of the energy that it took to make this happen. And while that is the case, a lot of times we're grateful and you should be grateful for the things that someone does when they go out of their way for you. You should be grateful for the things that happen when people are intentionally uh, expressing themselves and you should be grateful. We should always be grateful for anything someone does for us. How be ever at some point in time, it should go past. Well, I'm just going to do this and they should be grateful that I did this for them. And more an intentional focus of how will they perceive what I'm doing? Because the goal of anything, the goal of communication, the goal of connection is not to get what you said or what you've done out, but it's to get what you said or what you've done heard and received. So I'm going to give you some some action plans some perspective on how to connect with someone on a deeper level of knowing how they think because you got to understand that people think on different levels leaders think on a different level lovers think on a different level and you got to understand the levels of thinking and and it can be sometimes you know it's it's a it's a trial and error process because you got to know when to switch thinking hats okay what mode are you in What are we doing? What is the objective of this moment? Because that will determine how you think. And you can't associate someone's leadership thought process with how they are in their lover space because it's two different things. So before we jump into even discovering how someone thinks, we got to understand the levels and the spaces and the quadrants of how people think. How does your brain operate? I am officially certified in this training and development tool that we use for organizations and businesses is called HBDI or the Herman Brain Dominance Instrument. And what this does is it highlights your thoughts in the way that you perceive information, your thought preference, how you compute information. And the basis of this focus training and learning is that the brain processes information not just in the terms of left brain and right brain is when Ned Herman started this Herman brain dominance instrument uh, discovery. We realized that oftentimes people associate if you're left brain or right brain, if you're more analytical or organized or if you're more creative. But the Herman brain dominance instrument breaks down your thinking preference and your thinking style into a more in-depth perspective. So it's not just left brain and right brain, but it's upper left, lower left, upper right, lower right. And these quadrants are indicative of how you process information. So if you're thinking about four quadrants of a brain to make up what's called whole brain thinking, you got to look at it from the standpoint that there's a quadrant in the brain where people are more analytical. There's also a quadrant where people are more focused on organization. There's also a quadrant where people are more focused on personalization and and interpersonal aspects. And then there's a quadrant where people are focused more on big pictures, strategies, you know, holistic, intuitive, that type of thought process. So, Doing the work of understanding how you can really understand the way that you think in comparison to your spouse or to your partner is what you can do is put yourself in a real life situation. 
right? For example, if you were renting a hotel room, if you're booking a hotel room, if you are in charge of booking the hotel room for vacation, are you more the type of person that is thinking about the ratings and the reviews? Are you more so trying to figure out what are people saying about the hotel? What is the the specific aspects of the hotel? When was it built? You know, how when was it updated? When was the last renovation? You know, are you more focused on the analytical aspect of the hotel? Like exactly what is being said? What's happening? Or are you in a space where you're looking from a more of an organizational standpoint to say, okay, I want to know. How is this centrally located to everything that we want to do? Because there's certain people who are there who say, you know, okay, if I'm a book a hotel room, I want to know how far is this from the restaurant I want to go to? How far is this from the amusement park that we want to go to? How is this centrally located within the plans of what we're trying to execute? Or are you the person who says, you know what, if I'm a book a hotel room, I want it to feel a certain way. I want it to be about the ambiance. I want the room to feel a specific way. I want it to have a certain vibe. I want it to be in a space where when I walk in, I create a certain energy and and we can create and establish a certain uh, aspect of the ambiance and how it feels because that's more of your interpersonal or you're the person who says, you know what? I want to create an experience. I want to do something that's off the beaten path. I want to do something that's unique. I want to not go to the same place that I normally go to. I want to do something completely different and I want to have more of a, uh, a trip that has limitless possibilities where when I go, you know, we're going to just travel and we're going to figure it out. Because some of those people who book hotels are last minute where it's like, you know what, we'll just figure it out. Wherever we stay is where we're going to be, you know, because when we get there, we're going to have a good time. Those are your sort of big thinkers, your high level strategy vision, where it's more so focused on, you know, high level and not necessarily the, the details. So it's important to know that type of thought process, because if you are the type of person who's more focused on the ambiance and the vibes and how the hotel is going to feel and your spouse is a person who's going to focus on the ratings and the reviews and what is um, the specific data on the hotel. When was it built and when was it renovated and how modern and if they're focused on the specific data and you're focused on the ambiance, then you could clash because you could pick a hotel that that feels good, that has a, a certain ambiance, but the customer service is horrible. Or the ratings talked about how people got sick by the food and you may have walked in and had a great ambiance, but the experience was awful. So you got to know how each other thinks. Because if I know how you think, then I know how I can work together with you in order to achieve the results that appease to both of us. Because there's nothing worse than trying to do something and build something and only one person is happy. Now, there are going to be times when you do things where you are sacrificing and you are specifically doing things for the other person. That's compromise, that's sacrifice, that's all a part of love. You know, I am uh, an avid sports fan, but I don't watch a lot of sports. One, um, because I don't have a lot of time. But two, at the same time, 
I know that my wife just doesn't want to sit around with me watching 12 games in a row. It doesn't matter what's happening. <laughs> the time for uh, playoffs was it was a little stressful for her because <laughs> as soon as we got done with one game, we got to watch the next one. This is the playoffs. So th- this is when we got to buckle down and she just has to take one for the team. And she did so graciously or she got up and did something different. But there I am intentional about not just consuming just sports games after sports games after sports games. Why? Because it excludes her from our interactions. That's not something that she wants to do. That's something that I want to do. So I am okay with, you know what? I really don't need to watch this game. I can check the highlights. You know, I can check the the scores. I can even follow along on my app on my phone. And, and you know, that may be good. That's good enough for me. There are certain games that I just absolutely want to watch, and she rocks with me. But it's it's the aspect of knowing how she thinks and how I think about certain things. You know, when it comes to sports, I, I want to be strategic. You know, I don't want to create a space where I'm the only one that's just having fun. And she's sitting there miserable or she's frustrated because this is the fourth game. And these games are three hours long. You got to think two games, is six hours. That's the day that's gone. <laughs> so, you know, being strategic about knowing how each other thinks because she'll be gracious. She'll be extremely extremely gracious and won't necessarily say anything and she'll be like yeah baby go ahead and watch the game it's okay but i know deep down inside okay we now we just had a a long game that we just went through and this game that we just came out of was double overtime and now we just we need to do something that brings everybody in because when you exclude someone's level of thinking or the or the way that they are thinking then you exclude them from the experience because you don't consider how the thoughts will lead to the actions that will affect the entire mood of whatever you're doing. So we got to look at how do we think because people think in different places in different spaces. So if there's something that we are trying to build and create in terms of within our organizations, or if we're trying to build something that has a lot of steps, this may be a moment where you put on your analytical hat or your organized hat, where you need the plan, you need to follow the directions. And and that's how you can even tell with me and how we think is how we put the things together that come from Amazon or wherever they send Ikea or whatever the case You can tell the way people think and process when they're booking hotel, when they're planning travel, when they're putting things together. Some guys, and I'm guilty of this every now and then, is we'll get something, we'll eye it, we'll look at it, and we'll say, oh, yeah, okay, I know how to put that together. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I got it. I got it. No, I don't need the directions. Absolutely not. Nope. And then we go more of the... Uh, strategy, high level. We're just going to free flow it. We're going to wing it. Where's my wingman? We're going to wing it, you know, and we get to the end and we got 12 screws left and there are a couple pieces that were supposed to be within the install and they are left over. What is this big wooden plank here? Oh, that was just, I think that's just for like a decoration piece that you're supposed to just sit on top of it when it's done. No, it says that it's a stabilizer. Yeah, well, I mean, tomato, tomato. 
<laughs> so we got to think about how we think. How do we process information? Because once you identify that and you can start asking questions and learning it enough to when people switch, you can identify the switch. So these are some of the questions that you can ask your spouse. Like, how do you process information? Do you process it through a lens of analytical basis? Do you like to know the facts and the numbers? Are you more so about the details and the plans and how organized the flow is? Or are you in a place where you want to know how it feels? You know, how does this relate to us? Or are you in a place where it's just you, your high level overview? You're more thinking about the possibilities, the vision and where we could end up. And you're the, the big, big dreamer where you always are dreaming. Now, and there are some of us, if you do the research within the um, the HBDI process, is that people are dominant in different areas in terms of your preference. You know, I, I am uh, dominant in pretty much all of these areas because I can process, but there's a preference. Everyone has a preference. And when you learn the, the state of the preference of your partner's thinking, then you can know where you fit with each other. Because if I prefer to be the high level overview, big dreamer type of thinker. And I have to focus on the analytics and the data and the reports while I can be effective there. It drains my life force. <laughs> if I have to focus on the, the super minute details of the, the data and the, the specifics of the reports, if I'm running reports while I can do that and I can be effective there, I don't receive energy from that space. I am very much a interpersonal high level visionary. Right. And um, but also I'm also triple dominant in the aspect of I need the organization and plans. I am an organization fanatic. And I think you've heard me say that. I think everything has a place. Everything. Now, I used to be really bad. I was the type of person that could come into your house and I could see the remote for your television lying crooked on the table in front of me and I would have to straighten it out just because it just looks bad when it's crooked like that abstract art um, it's not really my thing while I can enjoy it I like clean I like modern I like organized so when you know that about each other then you can really tap into a space where now you you find your flow you find your flow with one another when your thoughts are intertwined in such a way that you create this seamless flow. You know how they move. They know how you move. You know how they think. They know how you think. If they are focused more so on the data and they are the analytical portion of the relationship, then you already know those are the people here handle the finances you the bills you know let me lean into our strengths <laughs> because if that's not my strength and it, and it, there's a difference in it it not being your strength and it being a weakness because if you if you are staffing your weaknesses then you have a, a creation of what's called the whole brain where you're working and clicking on all cylinders so there's no gaps if the two of you are have a tendency to be big dreamers, high level overview, focusing on, you know, the, the future and 
what could happen and we live in uh, in the clouds and we're more conceptual we have this place of of conceptualizing and always creating i got a new idea oh we can do this and we can do that and we can do this and we can do that that's great but at some point someone has to stop and say okay but we need a plan okay that's great but how are we going to make this happen or if we're in a place where it's just I just want it to feel good. It just needs to feel. I need good vibes, good vibes only. OK, the vibes are good. But I also need to know is how is this going to affect our bottom line? How is this? Because when we're making decisions, especially from a place of in a marriage, if we're making decisions, we, we have to consider all aspects. How is this going to affect us? Who is it going to affect? What's the possibility? What's the plan? And then what are the facts? What's the facts? We got to get to the facts of the matter. And you can always tell the person who's more concerned about the facts is because you start talking about feelings. And, okay, that's cool. That's all right. That sounds good. Now, can you break down for me how this resonates to what we're trying to do over the next six months? I know that you need those people. We need people who plan. You know, I need a plan. I like organization, you know, but at the same time, I'm, I can live in that, that space where we're always imagining things. And the people who are like in your conceptual space or you're strategizing, those are the people who take risks. And oh, let's try this. Oh, God, let's do this. You know, those are the people who are always doing it. They, they, they're usually those who like to break the rules. They like surprises. You can always tell someone who thinks more in this high level space is because, you know, they're, they're curious. They want to try new things. It's important to know that so it doesn't frustrate you when you're trying to talk about things that are organized and neat and, and the plans and you're trying to get things done and they want to try something new. And you're like, OK, but we haven't finished this. I know, but this would be a great idea. So you got to know how each other thinks. Right. Because also in in opposing aspects of thinking, you have someone who's more who's analyzing, who's more logical and critical they're really realistic about the numbers, about the plan. They know they know about the money. They know how things work. And they're always concerned about, OK, what is the logical breakdown of this? And then someone else may be more in a space where they are emotional and expressive. You know, they talk a lot and it's about how we feel and, you know, and, and they're they're super supportive. They're touchy. You know, they like to they like to have these conversations and they're sensitive they're sensitive in different spaces. So when you know that if they switch into that mode, when you're trying to talk about data or the facts or you're trying to bring down the logical aspect of what are we really trying to accomplish? And they start talking about how they how it feels or how they feel or how they're interpreting or this is making them feel a specific way. Then you don't take it personal because this is just how they think, because the goal here's the goal is to learn how each other thinks. So that now I can support you in your process of wherever we're going on this journey together. I can get you to a place now if I know how you think that one, it eliminates my ability to take offense. But two, I can support you in a better way if I know that you are emotional and expressive. If I'm trying to talk to you about something and I'm more analytical, then I need to present it in a way that resonates with how it's going to feel for you. So if I'm if I'm analytical and I'm logical and you're interpersonal and relational, then I'm not going to tell you 
about the specific aspects of the data or the numbers or this, this, this. It's I need to talk to you about, Okay, listen, the reason why we want to do this is because this is how it's going to feel. This is the ambiance. This is the atmosphere. This is the space that is going to allow our family to transition into. And then we we can step out of more of a stress place. And now we can step into more of a where we're building and and we create atmosphere for our dreams to flourish. That's you got to start framing things in the language of how people process information. So you got to do the work. How do you think? Because if I'm more of a if if you are married to someone who is more detail oriented, you can't talk to them about big picture. This is how frustration builds. Can I tell you one of the main frustrations in relationships is because people are unwilling to learn. People get complacent and comfortable with a version of their spouse that they find comfortable for them. I like this version, so I'm going to stick with this version. But we are ever evolving all the time. So how do you think? Because if you if you you need the plan, you need the details. I can't say, oh, you know what? This is going to be an amazing time. Okay, how? Oh, we're going to we're going to have the best time in the world when we get there. The things we're going to be able to. Well, what are we going to do? When are we going to do it? What's the schedule? What's the timeline? Because instead of communicating from the standpoint of how I am perceiving the information and what I think and what I believe, I need to communicate it in a way that can be digestible. How can this resonate? How can I get this information to land so that you can receive it? So I can get to a place where now when we're in this in this in the opportunity for us to create something together, we're working together collectively. If I learn your thinking style, then I can tap into a way where I can present information that makes sense to you while also achieving the common goal. This is very, very, very important, especially when you get to a place where now we have to solve a problem. In tough places or when you're trying to communicate in spaces that are not uh, the easiest. In conflict, I got to know how you think. Because if I know how you think, especially in conflict, because there are two modes there, your thinking style, when you're at rest, you're just your natural state where you're not when you're not necessarily concerned about what you're thinking, just your natural thinking state. But then there's also a state of where you go under pressure. Which is key to know when you are stressed, oftentimes your thinking style changes. So if we're in a relationship and we go into a stressful situation, you may move out of the big picture place. And now we need to figure out the plan. Okay, that's great. That sounds good. I understand how we can imagine. But now we got to make a plan. We have to figure out how we're going to minimize the risk. How we going to how we going to optimize our time. We got to consider the steps and we got to figure out how we're going to get there. Or if you're analytical, we need to figure out, okay, what what we got? We got to check these numbers closely. We got to examine things more on a critical basis. We got to figure out in depth what is the research we need to do in order to affect change here. Or if you're relationally and that's where you go under stress, then we got to talk it out. You can't just give me one word or two sentences. We have to have a conversation 
We got to be able to listen. You got to be able to listen to what I'm feeling, to my intuition, because we got to lean. We're going to lean more into how I'm feeling. What are my gut instincts? You got to get emotionally engaged. And then you're considering all of the, the, the values and the feelings of each other. You're trying to get into a space where you're considering each other's feelings. So you, the question is, how do you think? Because if you can determine how you think, just just put each other in a situation. OK, if you were to purchase or to book a hotel room, what would you look at first? That would give you insight. If I brought a box home from Ikea, what's what's your process? Are you just going to pick it out or open the box and just get to work? Are you going to stop and look at the directions before you even take it out of the box? What's your process? Because if you take note of the process, then you can understand how we process information is a, a beacon or a highlight of our preferences. And when you love someone, you start to learn their preferences. You start to learn what they like, what they don't like and how they think. That's the work of getting underneath the surface. Because when I love you, I don't just love you for how you look. I don't just love you for what you do. I don't just love you for the time that we've spent together or the things that I receive. When I love you for real, I love the way you think. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the When Life Happens podcast. I hope that you found this episode both impactful and inspiring. Before you go, like and share the show, subscribe to it, leave us a comment, rate us and review us on all podcast platforms. Your engagement helps us reach more people and create another show. But the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you're interested in more resources and tools of how to live a fulfilled life and step fully into your purpose or purchase your copy of the life-changing book, When Life Happens, head over to www.theofficialwilliamjackson.com for more information. Until next time.